Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Agent Daily Dose podcast. Today, you just get me again. We are talking with Zach Harris, who is an absolute stud, young legend in the real estate space. And uh, this this uh, is going to be more about the investment side of the game than strictly brokerage. But Zach is an active real estate agent as well as an investor. He focuses far more on the investor side than the agent side, um, but you'll kind of get a sense of how you can take your real estate license and really leverage amazing opportunities for yourself. I think you'll find a lot of value out of this conversation. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Agent Daily Dose podcast, where we talk about the day-to-day tips, tricks, stories, and insights to stay on top in the world of real estate. I'm Stu. And I'm Delroy. We're both top-producing real estate agents who have doubled our business four times in four years, and now we're dedicated to moving our industry forward. Our digital mentorship program will equip you with courses, playbooks, resources, and improve your game to dominate your market. So be sure to subscribe, and thanks so much for tuning in. I've got Zach Harris here today, the man, the myth, the legend, and really I'm pumped to bring Zach on the pod because number one, David, my extraordinary web guy who's actually behind the scenes here watching. With his dog. With his dog in the room. Uh, connected us a while back. We both dropped the ball. We did not. 100%. Uh, we 100%. did not. We did not pick up the connection very well. But he and I have followed each other on Instagram for a while, and I'm really, really impressed with what Zach is doing. Uh, Zach is, you know, has has both kind of the the investor and agent kind of background, and knows a lot of people in the space. And so, you know, from his perspective, what we're going to jump into today is a bunch of stuff on, you know, how to find deals at a young age, how to get some momentum in this business and how to not get pinned down by just doing deals after deals after deals in the residential business and how to make an actually thriving, legitimate company out of what you're doing in real estate. So, Zach, welcome to the Agent Daily Dose podcast, my man. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So why don't you share a little bit about your background, anything that I need to fill sure. in the gaps on? Well, it's cool because like, you know, like you said, we follow each other on social media. So I'm like, I almost feel like I know you from a, from a distance, right? That's Instagram, um, baby. But hey, that's the power of it, right? So no, I, um, I bounced around schools. I met David uh, actually after I left Wabash College. I Started in Indiana, um, then eventually moved down to Florida and realized, man, I need to be doing something a little bit different here. So I, the whole reason that I got down to Florida was I was going to an all-male school, um, mm. realized that wasn't necessarily for me. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, man, I'm going to make the jump from, you know, the middle of nowhere in Indiana to um, a, a place in Florida. It was, it was called Florida Gulf Coast. And so I started going to uh, school down there for about a year and a half and started working in real estate. I was like, oh, I'm going to sell million dollar houses on the beach. Well, that didn't necessarily work out, and uh, I started doing more leasing to college students. And I'm like, okay, you know. And are you in? You're in college at the time. Yeah, so okay. I'm in college. I'm taking classes. I have my real estate license, and like, I couldn't sell any. Like, I, I couldn't sell any houses. So I'm like, you know, I, I got to try to make some sort of money here. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I, I'm starting to lease for like fraternities and sororities. And so like, I was the guy on campus. Like, if you needed a house, they're like, oh, we got to go talk to Zach. So I would schedule like time blocks at Starbucks where people would come in and be like, okay, hey, here's how many bedrooms we want. Here's our budget, yada, yada, yada. And so it was really cool because then like, I'd see all these people out, you know, at the bars or wherever, and they're working. They're like, oh, we got to get Zach like beers. Yo, he's helping us find a house. <laughs> so it was like, it was a blast um, doing that kind of stuff. So I, I did that for a little while, but I, I kind of had like a light bulb moment or an aha moment. I was leasing, it was like a six bedroom house. It was like 600 bucks a room. And I'm like, man, 
this dude's gonna make 3,600 bucks a month just for, you know, hanging out and owning this house. And I'll go get a, you know, a little commission, but man, I want this every month. So, you know, at the time I had, I don't know, six or $7,000 to my name. And I said, okay. And well, you're how old? You're how old right now? I was, I think I was 19, okay. 19 or yeah, getting ready to turn 20. So I'm like, man, I like, I want to buy some houses. Well, you know, home values in Florida aren't like twenty, thirty thousand dollars or two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, kind of similar to where they are here in, in Denver, if not more. And uh, I said, okay, well, I should probably move home and try to see if I can buy some of these houses and be a landlord and kind of get some of this residual income on top of being an agent, right? So I have some of the commission and more or less cash flow. So I moved back home. I, I called my parents. I thought they were going to kill me because I'm transferring for a third time. And uh, so I ended up going back home. I moved in with them. I had to go back through my like real estate licensing course there because Florida and Indiana don't mutually recognize one another. So I did that and I started just walking hundreds of homes, like trying to figure out, okay, hey, you know, what can I get my hands on without having really much money? So I was valeting cars, going through my real estate license course. And uh, I finally got them on my mom and dad on board to, you know, basically like joint venture with me and put up the money for the house. And I, you know, manage it, do the maintenance, the rent collection, all that stuff. So we did that and that kind of snowballed into like six houses and then an apartment building. And then, you know, ever since to create this kind of a massive amount of, of momentum. And I'm, and these are, this is in Florida. This are was, you purchasing this was in Florida back, at the time? No, or? this, I moved out of Florida because I'm thinking in my head, I have no money. Yeah. Like, and it's too expensive and yeah. you're not going to get it. So, so back home with the parents yeah, is where yeah, you so started. I, so I moved back okay. in, I'm like living in the basement kind of yeah. deal, you know? And, um, so I got lucky, like I said, the very first house, but it was like $28,000. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is so much money. Like, you know, and looking back, you know, had I known what I know now, I could have just stayed in Florida and, and tried to raise private money, right? But uh, so, yeah, that, that one, that first one, it kind of started the the ball, if you will. It started, you know, the snowball. And uh, so I ended up buying more homes in that neighborhood, kind of doing the same thing. And, dude, it, it took off. So wow. it was, um, was kind of fun. So a couple things. There's a lot to unpack there. But number <laughs> one you're you're an 18 19 20 something yep. young man on a college campus you're you're obviously you know an entrepreneurial person because sure. most people in college are not focused on you know maybe they want to make a few bucks here and there serving right. tables or whatever which is totally fine you are thinking more enterprising like i see opportunities and i want to go get them absolutely what what was what made you interested in real estate because it was before you know you saw that the landlord was going to make some good cash flow month over month right. that you actually got your license took the time out of school to start this what was that first light bulb well so i was there was an internship that i worked before i even got my license and like they had paid me kind of like on a commission commission basis with a little bit of a like a stipend if you will and so it kind of gave me a, a taste of that commission life if you will but they handed me like a stack of of numbers like hey kind of smile and dial kind of thing so i was on the phones learning how to talk to people learning how to cold call and i was compensated based on you know what i was putting it like basically i got out what i was putting in and so that kind of carried over into you know trying wanting to go and get my real estate license because i'm thinking okay I can do this, like it was a rent to own or lease to own company. And I'm thinking if I can do this, I can probably go do it like in regular real estate. And it might be a little easier. So that's what I did. And uh, it didn't, it obviously didn't work out. So um, I'm glad that I kind of fell into more of the leasing side of things. But yeah, that's, that's how it all started. It was like a quote unquote internship. Wow. But, so did uh, you ever, so, so when, when you went to, I'm not selling homes very successfully yeah. and obviously like now full circle, you kind of know the pros and cons of, of that world. Yeah. But, um, from a leasing side right away, you saw the, 
the the issues potentially with being a broker, right? Yeah. And just brokering deal after deal and not creating equity, creating cash flow, creating consistent business scale. Right. Um, did that intrigue you at all further in terms of what you're doing on the leasing and purchase and, and representation side? Or were you like, you know what? That's not even for me. I'm not even going to touch that stuff. Well, I think like I just didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really didn't, you know? So I'm thinking, okay, I got to, I have to do this to help kind of get to the next, like I looked at it as a stepping stone. And I think even back then I knew that, that I wasn't going to be like, you know, the, the, the guy on the billboard with, you know, Hey, my hands cross or my, my, my arms crossed. Like, Hey, let me sell your house. Let sure. Go do open. Like, that's not me. But I realized, okay, Hey, if I can leverage, you know, the ability to go out and earn commission right now so that I can parlay that into something, you know, a little bit longer term to create equity, create cash flow, That was, that was, I think the, like, maybe that starting point. Um, but I didn't really, I think, realize that until I moved home. Got it. So, and so let's, let's get forward. Now you're sure. how old? So I'm 24. Okay. 24. Yeah. And, and what's the portfolio looking like now? What are, what are, what are, what's on your table here? So we have a handful of like small apartment buildings. Like I'm not a guy who has like this, you know, 500 unit part. That's not me. Um, I have, you know, a, 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 like a bunch of joint venture partnerships. So it's usually me or one other person that own a building together. And when I first started, same thing. I didn't have much money, so I had to figure out, hey, how can I provide value? And so today we have a little 19-unit building, an 8-unit building, a triplex, um, six single-family homes, and then I'm closing a fourplex tomorrow, hopefully, with a vacant piece of land next door that I'll build another fourplex. So I think there in total is like 40 unit, 40-ish units or so, give or take. Amazing. Um, and, and, <laughs> and, you know, to go from... 19 leasing properties on your college campus to five, four or five years later, you know, a sizable portfolio, joint venturing or not. You know, I think one of, one of the things that people uh, misconstrue in the real estate space is that you have to just solo dolo it the whole time and save up this huge wad of cash, invest it. Hopefully you find a great deal, save it up again, plow it into a deal three years later. That's really not how people are accelerating their wealth creation in real yep. estate these days. It might have been in our grandparents' generation oh, where the velocity to get a deal and, and save the down payment and work with the local bank was a lot greater. Yep. Now it's a lot more complex and the, the numbers are a lot bigger. A hundred percent. I mean, like part of me even like having some sort of knowledge about rental properties was because growing up, my, my parents and grandparents, had, like it was more so my grandparents had a handful of single, like two or three single family homes. So on the weekends, you know, I'm in there painting and like helping them fix stuff up. And I, I always realized, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be doing this. I need to figure out a better way to try to scale and, and have some people like in terms of a team, right? Building a true company uh, to where you can, like, you can only get so far on your own, right? You talk about like, you know, you have some of these solopreneurs. It's hard to really scale your business when you're, you know, not leveraging debt, leveraging other people. Cause like in my mind, that's how you grow something really good. You have other people on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing for brokerage and, you know, building a a portfolio. So how were you, let's talk about like the, the brokerage and plowing the commissions into deals, right? So, so when, when you were getting out of leasing, you went back to live with the parents, you were still doing real estate deals and you were still earning commission. Yep. Um, and you still do today or is that? Yeah, no, I still do. Yep. Periodically. Perfect. So, so from that standpoint, um, what was kind of the, the determining factor in your success you think early on and getting some momentum with actually investing in real estate, right? Because you can do a couple of deals, but yep. then you have to live on the money and yeah. you have to eat and you have yep. to do certain things. You don't want to just 
waste away and, and yeah. you know, and, 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 and risk it all per se. But, you know, what was what gave you that momentum? And, and looking back on those early couple of deals, I'm sure it wasn't easy. Sure. No, I think it was like a sense of urgency of when I moved back to Indianapolis and I was living with my parents, I'm like, you know, I, I didn't want to have to go like I there was I had some older friends that were working and, you know, more like corporate type jobs. And I was like, I really don't want to do that. But I don't know how I'm going to be able to justify to myself of not being able to have to go, you know, quote unquote, work for someone else. So when I moved back, I'm like, okay, I need to try to at least make like $50,000 this year while I'm in school. And that was kind of the benchmark that I set for myself. And I think I ended up making like 53,000. So I was like just over it. But Mm -hmm. like going through school, like I 100% had some of that FOMO of like those cool internships, like, you know, Cummins or Eli Lilly, like some of these big companies where like these kids would go and they're making, you know, 15 or $20 an hour. I'm like, damn, like these guys are making some money, right? I feel that so hard. And, and, and like <laughs> I'm selling like $30,000 house in the hood. Like, dude, am I doing the right thing here? You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was kind of, I, I think like the, the benchmark of like, okay, Zach, try to see if you can go and like earn income for yourself and justify that, Hey, um, you can make this happen on the active side, like the active income side of things. And then once you can establish some footing underneath you, then start to play, you know, like build out that passive. I, I think a lot of people call it passive. I don't know if it's ever passive income. I would say yeah. more residual, right? There's nothing really passive. Two asterisks after right, the passive. Right, right. right. So that was, like I said, to, I guess to answer your question, it was like that first year I moved back, I was like, okay, you have to have some, like a sense of, of urgency and you have to really be like on the money because you're a young guy. People aren't really going to like want to take a chance on you. And so- that's where I was like trying to get out to every networking event account. Like I was going to different states at conferences and you know, it's like you talked about earlier today on your story, like you, you can pay for the, the kind of knowledge you want um, when you're referencing clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I was doing. It's like, I need to go get into some of these rooms where I, I literally feel like an idiot cause I don't know anything. Yeah. And so that's how I started to meet some of these people that were taking a chance on me and, and having them represent me or I was representing them, uh, you know, on the buy side for some of these like investment properties. So it kind of helped me because I got to take a look at how they were investing and realize, okay, these are, these, these people have way more money than me. They have, you know, a little bit, they're a little more senior in terms of age. So let me take this opportunity as a broker to learn, but not only earn a commission too. Awesome. What what I'm hearing there, a couple of things, right? You're, you stayed focused. You, you stayed focused through moving school, you yep. know, the, the, once you got a little bit of a inspiration to be an owner and not just a, a deal pusher, yep. you were, you were, you stayed focused, right? Absolutely. Then you had a huge value on knowledge, which is, I think, uh, overlooked as far as I think the, the there's kind of like the basic knowledge that you can get just by being in the atmosphere of real estate, right? Absolutely. Is that fair to say? Like yeah, it's kind of yeah. you're just gonna be in a couple of conversations. You pick some things you're up, kind of like then, a sponge, right? You're yeah, a sponge, yeah. but then there's that like deeper knowledge yep. that comes with actually going and like meeting the people that aren't on social media, maybe, or they are, uh, you know, a, a contractor or someone that has like the the key, or even other realtors that have key you're key right, yeah. key knowledge. And getting to that deeper level takes work. Well, yeah. I mean, but there's like, you know how this is. There's guys out there that, you know, they're in their 50s, 60s. They have tons of property. They don't have social media, right? But they have tons and tons and tons of knowledge. And a, a lot of times what I found is those guys love to find like a younger guy or gal that they can take under their wing and kind of show them, you know, the ropes to some extent. And so I was lucky enough, like there was a couple people along the way that I was able to do that with. And, um, I mean, those people, they, they exist in every market, right? Yeah. And you're not always going to find them on Instagram or Facebook. So that's where I think like 
going out, doing deals, trying to create some sort of reputation for yourself, you may rub elbows with a person like that. So, you know, you never know who you might gotcha. you know, kind of come across. What, what, uh, Let's let's do like a like a dive into one of these deals, right? Okay. You you had a sure. you, let's maybe your nineteen unit, okay, something okay. like that. I'm sure that was a joint venture. It was, yeah. You partnered, so yep. did, did you find the deal? I did, yeah. So believe it or not, I had a date. So there's a college. I was still in college when we bought this deal, but I had a date with a girl at this particular college, and so um, the, like the day before the date or the day of the date, I was down there a little bit earlier because I knew that I wanted to buy in this market. So I'm like drive, I'm like you know driving for dollars, yeah. And I, I see these for rent signs. And so I call the owner up. I'm like, hey, this is like a super weird question. Cause I knew it was him. Like, it's like one of those, you know, red, like the, the numbers are all like, it's not a professional. Sure, sign. sure, sure. And so I'm like, hey, uh, this is a super weird question. But I was curious if you'd be interested in selling this. And he was like, uh, well, I've never, never been asked that question. I was like, well, you know, hey, I'm, uh, I got a couple other apartment buildings. I had one at the time. Like, just trying to like create some, some momentum for myself. And he's like, all right, well, you know, why don't you come meet me, you know, whatever time. And. So that's what we did. And, and I met up with him. He ended up having like six or seven apartment buildings. And so I ended up buying two from this guy. So we had a 19 and an eight unit. And the other ones were not in great shape. So I didn't buy them. But yeah, super nice guy. He was an older guy. He was like late 60s. He'd managed the thing forever. He'd, he'd operated himself. So, you know, everything from fixing the toilets to collecting the rent, like that takes a toll on you after 20 years, right? Right. So, um, Ended up having a date with a girl. It was fine, but I continued the conversations with this guy and um, ended up, you know, going into contract with him. And at the time, I had like $40,000 to my name, which I was like, man, I got a lot of money. Like, Yeah, that's, that's was, more money I had in college. That's amazing. <laughs> I was feeling good, right? Like I'm selling real estate. I'm like, I'm going to buy some apartment buildings. But uh, so I ended up, I, I was working with a partner at the time and things just did not work out. Like we were looking at deals, looking at deals, and we hadn't bought anything. Like it, it was, he, he and I were like on good terms, but... I was like, man, I'm, like, I'm ready to go. And he was a little bit older than me, had a family, had kids and things like that. So I was a little more, I think, risk adverse. And uh, so long story short, I ended up finding a joint venture partner for each of the, each of the 19 and the eight. Um, I raised the money from both of them. And, then and how I, did you find them? Well, some, one of them was I was selling houses to this guy as a broker. And I didn't know that he was interested in doing apartment buildings too. And he's, he turns out he's my age. And um, he had had like a fairly large inheritance that I had no idea about, but I was selling him houses and we just had a good relationship. And so he knew that I was like buying single families. And I told him, Hey, like, I'm looking into apartments. And so long story short, I called him up. I was like, Hey, um, you know, would you be interested in maybe doing something like this together? And he's like a really good friend of mine. Now we've been doing deals for gosh, probably three years now. So that is amazing. Because um, Here's why that's amazing. Right. And I didn't even know the story going into this podcast, (laughs) but you, as a broker, you have the opportunity to do one very unique core thing, which is meet a ton of people. Oh, absolutely. And have a lot of conversations absolutely. about real estate. Yep. So your ear should always be to the ground on who's interested, what they're interested in. Yep. You might not know how much money they have in the bank, but that's almost irrelevant if the motivation to buy is there. You're right. Because they will find it. If you find oh, yeah. the deal, you will find the money, right? Oh, you, and hear that, you hear that all the time. And you, it's so you true. You hear it all the time, but I think... It, it's 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 true, but it's also it takes a little bit more effort than if you're not in real estate, right? And most of the yeah. people listening today are are in the brokerage space okay. where they're going to be selling real estate okay. day in day out, and all automatically because of your sphere and your network, you are able to put together deals easier than other people, especially when you have a deal to put together. Right. Don't cut yourself out of a deal just to get a commission. See how you can insert yourself in the flow of making the deal actually come together, happen, use your commission as equity if you don't have cash, 
and and get something done. Well, so like I always joke, like if I was to ever write a book, it would literally be titled "Don't Be the Three Percent Guy," right? And I say that because like in our market, three percent is pretty standard for a commission. And there's a lot of really successful and smart agents that never end up buying a, a property or properties. Yep. And and I kind of like I always wondered that from the start because I'm like, man, you guys see things before the general public, like. Even if you don't have the cash, like you said, hey, leverage your commission to roll it in under the deal. If it's a good enough deal, you're going to find the money. But like getting out of the commission mindset to say, hey, how do I build some equity here? You can you can continue to sell homes, right? Like if that's your bread and butter, brother, do it. But also when you see a couple of those good ones pop up, pull the trigger. Right. 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 So so, <laughs> so that's that's an amazing story because you're you're leveraging your connections. You're hustling to. I mean, you're you're just keeping your eyes open, right? You saw Absolutely. the for rent sign. You called the guy. You bought two properties yep. off of him. Had you not done that and seen the signs, it, it wouldn't have worked out. You're and right. so, um, the 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 talk a little bit about like youth and sure. you know you, you you have a five-year career going as yep. you know a young man now yep um so more confidence and more repetition builds on you know momentum yep. but like when you were starting was there any doubt as far as like i'm a young guy how do i convince people to make these major life decisions or yeah. represent people's <clears throat> best interests when i've never maybe done this before stuff 100%. like that yeah that, i mean like the age thing was big uh it, it was kind of tough to get over that hump right as far as like well, you're, you know, 20 years old. Why would, why would I use you? You've never bought a house. Like that's kind of the typical. Um, but what I started to do is I, I migrated more towards like helping people buy like rental properties. And, and the reason I did that is because I had one. And so I could speak on it and it wasn't much, but I could still, I could still leverage like, Hey, this is the neighborhood I'm buying in here. Like I can show you the hard numbers. And so I had more success in that kind of like quote unquote investment realm than the, Hey, like, can I come sell your, you know, like, cookie cutter home in the suburbs. I, I just, I wasn't good at it. I've done them, you know, they're bigger commissions. It's, it's a little bit more like, I think you get more um, appreciation or like clout for it, like on social media, like, oh, I just sold this, like, you know, our market half a million dollars home is like, a, that's a nice house, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody sees you sell one of those versus like, hey, I just sold a package of like 20 rentals. They're like, eh, yeah, it's in the hood, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I kind of like, Mark or kind of like led that way as opposed to the like true residential just because I didn't I didn't have any other way so it's like the age thing was kind of a little bit of a barrier to get over but once I was able to share my story just with one rental property that helped me create momentum with like clients on the brokerage side of things also within like internally about oh hey you can go and do this multiple times right Mm. some of these people are asking like some pretty basic questions I'm like okay like I can answer these now so that I mean to answer your question I guess was like the age, the age barrier was, was a little tough, like from the start. And plus like, you know, there's a lot of people that get into real estate, right? A ton of people. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to go make a ton of money. Da, 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 da. And so I had like a lot of my friends or people that knew like, Oh yeah, I was actually going to go sell real estate. Like, here we go. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if you got that when you first started out, but you know, you kind of, you brush that off and, and now it's like, well, you know, I guess it worked out okay. <laughs> Love it. So. What what's what's next for you, man? Like what what are what are the goals on your? I mean, you're closing tomorrow on your next property. You yeah. know what what's 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 kind of the the next trajectory and sure. the the where you're headed. Uh, eventually, I'd like to work myself like 100% out of the brokerage game. Um, I think it's it is a rush. Like I'm a deal junkie, but I really love putting together. Um, like it, I say, investment, but like apartment deals. I'd like to buy some self-storage to develop. Like I eventually want to build stuff, right? I want to be a developer. Um, but I think some of the, we talk about stepping stones. 
Um, for me, I want to continue to create traction for myself through buying apartment buildings, buying storage facilities, things of that nature, so that I can have a little bit more control over my time. Um, so I want to build out this huge rental portfolio consisting of a couple different asset classes, but uh, really more or less like I want to spend some more time in a warmer climate and uh, just continue to build out a portfolio as opposed to like, you know, like you can go out and sell millions, million dollar houses all day, but it's still kind of like a chase, right? So I want to get away from the chase like as quickly as possible. Awesome. If that makes sense. <laughs> it absolutely makes you know. sense. And I think it makes sense to everyone who would be listening to a podcast sure. like this. You know, part of the, you know, the amazing thing about real estate is you can take it in a bunch of different directions absolutely. and you can kind of have these different tentacles in yep. all these areas of of the industry. Well, and don't get me wrong. Like, you know, earning, like, I don't think that there's, as a young person, like people who are our age, you're, how old are you? 28. Okay. So as, as young guys, gals, like, I don't think there is another better way to go out and earn like a good income, like a good active income to get started with what, whatever direction, if you want to go do Airbnb or single family rentals, like use the, the agent side of things to earn commission quickly and earn a lot of it to go leverage into something to where maybe if you don't want to be an agent, you, you don't have to. Right. And right? I think, you know, real estate generally is, I mean, you were very, very resourceful, more resourceful than most would be frankly sure. in finding those first deals. But generally, you know, Real estate boils down to an income problem uh, as far as it doesn't boil down to a knowledge problem. And right. it's, I mean, the, the, the resources out there to get involved are, are plentiful now, oh, it, but it, it boils down to, can I actually, you know, commit to this and do I have the resources right. at hand to, to get it done? And that's where, you know, real, real estate as a start and brokering specifically, like you said, it can generate the income to start to generate these other opportunities. Right. And as long as you capitalize them and don't get distracted. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. I want to go on one last thing here, which is the, the, you, you just said it briefly, but talk to me about is development like the the cornerstone, like the last end all be all that excites you? I think so because I mean, you're, you're taking literally nothing and turning it into something as dumb as that sounds. Um, I, I think it gives you, I think as an investor, just like creator, whatever you want to call it, an entrepreneur, I think that that's a tool that you can have in your arsenal that it's, it's really tough. I think to acquire like anybody can, I say anybody, the barriers to entry to go flip a house are somewhat low, right? If you have money or you can go get money, you can find contractors. Like it's not that tough, right? Same thing. It's the same concept I do with apartment buildings. Like I'm essentially flipping apartment buildings, buying something that's like a little undervalued. There's just value add. Right. Um, but I think taking something like completely raw land and erecting a building and operating like to me, that's, you know, that takes a lot. So that's eventually where I want to get, but building up kind of that experience and track record through, you know, acquiring like existing assets and things like that. So yeah, I guess it would be like the end all be all, if you will. Awesome. Awesome, man. I think, you know, and this is why I asked that question specifically is because you can, again, tailor so many different paths in real estate. Right. And, you know, some people start in development and move to brokerage. Some people, you You're know, right. end up, you know, from brokerage into different types of multifamily, do an Airbnb. They do. All, I know people who have gone from a brokerage model into a purely a short sell model. Like it's, yep. you know, it's all over the place, but it's how you define that success path. You're, you're right. I mean, there's, there's no one right path. And I think that, you know, if you want to be a broker, Hey, great, be really freaking good at it until, you know, you find something else that you want to get into. And so, you know, I think it goes back to like, when you get into the, the real estate space, like it, it sounds nuts, but it's like, it's a spider web in terms of a network. And so you start doing right by other people in the brokerage space, the development space, like 
your name is going to start to get out there and it's going to start from city. It's going to go from city to city. So, you know, if you end up doing brokerage in another city or you're going nationwide or you're developing nationwide, like you want to have that good reputation of like, Hey, this is a stand up class act guy to work with. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, it's, that is like doing right by others. Good yeah. point. So. so if you're watching on YouTube, you see Zach's uh, Instagram oh up on the, up <laughs> on the screen, but where, where can people find you? Where can they reach sure. out? Um, so, you know, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, I, I try to set up calls with people like, you know, the folks that are just getting into like, Hey, I want to buy a rental property. Like, but I don't really know what's going on. I'll set up calls with people all day. You know, I, I you can go to my website, zachherith.com. Um, shoot me a DM on Instagram, but yeah, I'll set up calls all day and, and talk through whether it's broker brokerage questions. Cause like I've done brokerage for quite a while, probably similar to you. And you know, I, I've seen quite a few things, but you know, if there's questions on rentals or things like that, I, I love talking shop with people. Kind of awesome. like what we're doing now. <laughs> right on. Well, we'll link so. Zach's uh, social media as well as his website. He referenced in the show notes as well. Um, any parting thoughts, my man? Dude, I appreciate you. I mean, this is really cool. Like, you got a badass setup. <laughs> like, we didn't even plan this. You know, we, we, we both kind of dropped the ball on, like, you know, the original introduction from uh, from Dave. But I'm glad we could all bring it in together. Likewise, man. So. We appreciate your time, and thanks for coming on Agent Daily Dose. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Success! You've made it to the end of the episode and because of this, we want to give you a reward. So head over to www.agentdailydose.com and enter the coupon code PODCAST for 10% off our standard membership rate. We look forward to getting to know you more in the community.